Welcome to Live Nothing Shines Like Dirt. I'm Leslie Shannon. And I'm Elise Sievert. We are live in New York City with an audience talking to the creative team and cast of Roads to Olympia. So stay tuned. All right. Well, hi, Facebook Live. And hello. Welcome, everyone who joined us in the middle of New York City for tonight to share wine and conversation. Um, Nothing Shines Like Dirt, a podcast, is hosting our panel discussion tonight. My name is Elise Sievert. And I am Leslie Shannon. As you can tell, we are in the middle of Manhattan, or maybe you can't tell. Um, We are um, trying to bring awareness not only to Roads to Olympia, but also to the inequalities that still exist in the world. Roads to Olympia is a fictional impact film that follows the journey of three Olympic athletes. What makes this story unique is that it is filmed in three different languages on three different continents. And it follows the story of Muna, Roma, and Manuel. Muna is a Saudi woman seeking to play soccer in a country where it is illegal for a woman to even attend a sporting event. LGBTQ decathlete Roma is battling discrimination and hate crimes in his homeland of Russia. And poverty in Brazil makes Manuel's athletic journey especially difficult when it's equally as challenging to put food on the table. So tonight we have some of the cast and the creative team behind Roads of Olympia. Whoop! <laughs> we are going to ask you guys to introduce yourselves um, and tell what your role is in the film. We're going to start with you, my dear, and work our way down. So if you just want to grab. Yeah. So I'm Daniel Alexander. To most of you, I already introduced myself. I play Roma in Rhodes Olympia. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Ramazan Anayev. I'm the, the writer, producer, director, and editor of the film. Because he doesn't do enough already. <laughs> and I'm Catherine Randall, and I am uh, the producer of the film, or a producer of the film, since Ramazan and I share that. And, uh, and I'm also the social impact producer as well. So we are so excited to be here with you guys. This is such an important film, and with you, and with you on Facebook. So Leslie is going to kick us off with our first question. Yes, I am. All right, so let's get started. Um, I'm going to direct my first question to Kat. Um, Why should people like this film on social media and support it? Sure. So it's really important for us to uh, generate as much fan base as possible early on um, for social media because it will help us to um, get us into film festivals. It'll help us with further amplifying the causes that we are going to be doing various campaigns around to help for equality in sports. Um, So for us, we're very focused on the fact that there is not equality for women in sports, as we've learned in many, many ways this summer during the Olympics, um, whether we're talking about uh, the U.S. women's soccer team getting paid less than the men, or if we're talking about some of the countries where women were not actually allowed to participate, um, or if, you know, you, we've, we've seen a lot of the fun things that have happened on social media around uh you know, it's my husband who got me here or that kind of kind of nod, which isn't the best. Um, similarly, for, for LGBTQ rights and income inequality and poverty, there's there are a lot of really important things that getting those causes to have a better, better call to action that can come from the fact that we are utilizing creative storytelling to to really make change. And so if you guys have all your friends like it and this is issues that are important to you um, it will help us to get the word out more and actually create a larger impact perfect cool our next question is for Ramazan this is such a passionate story and what was your inspiration for this Um, especially not just dealing with one athlete but three athletes and what inspired you to write this So <clears throat> I, I drew inspiration from a, a different aspects of my life, um, being born into a Muslim family in Russia, uh, struggling financially as we were growing up. Um, my best friend was a closeted gay athlete um, in college, and um, I was uh, the first person who he came out to or felt safe uh, to share his uh, sexual identity. and. Uh, I have witnessed how he has struggled with really being himself. 
um, I was an athlete myself for uh, many years of my life so all these experiences you know, uh, my my sister being treated differently than, than I was in my family and many um, uh, women in Muslim cultures around the world uh, that um, have been treated differently uh, than uh, their counterparts men um, so uh, all these aspects of my life uh, have come together um, to to tell the story and I hope that um, by sharing my experiences and um, by showing what um, I have went you know I've gone through or my friends have gone through we're able to um, uh, bring awareness uh, to uh, you know for the most of the world uh, people believe that these I issues are you know they're not existent but um, uh, you know there's still 70 uh, countries in the world where um, homosexuality is still illegal which is which is crazy um, and in Saudi Arabia women can't drive um, and um, a lot of um, uh, willing um, and talented kids don't have the opportunities um, um, who unfortunately are growing up in uh, uh, in favelas and um, yeah poor areas of countries that don't have the opportunities that others, other kids like in America uh, or in Europe have. Um, so that's pretty much the reason why I'm making this film. <laughs> <laughs> did you, like, did you know you wanted it to be three athletes right away or did, like when you were sitting down to write and the computer is blank, like where were you at? Like where was your idea at and how did it kind of evolve too? So the idea I've I've been thinking about about the idea for the last five years, uh, probably two years before I actually started uh, putting my uh, put, putting the pen uh, to a paper. Uh, originally, it was actually five athletes um, <laughs> dealing with uh, uh, a lot of different things, and then uh, sooner I learned that uh, that's a bit ambitious uh, and really counterproductive because I needed. Um, enough time, enough effort uh, to put into each story and make sure that they're thoroughly told. Um, so I ended up with uh, three athletes and um, I'm actually happy that I, I did. <laughs> um, how did you pick those three social good issues um, with that? Because if you had five athletes, were there two other social good issues that you were dealing with? Um, uh, they were dealing with uh, different aspects, uh, so it wasn't just social issues around the world, but also uh, personal demons, and, and um, uh, there were issues like um, uh, doping, exactly, and then the, there's um, uh, bulimia with the wrestlers, so there was a lot of uh, issues that I wanted to tackle, but um, uh, soon I realized that I should concentrate on specific uh, uh, topics that I was um, invested most so I picked uh, the ones that were closest to my heart and uh, the ones that are in the film were those. Did you realize as you were writing it because they all kind of deal with um, conquering inequality to find equality did you realize that while you were writing that or was that a theme that kind of came out as you dove deeper into the characters in the story? Um, <clears throat> While I was trying to uh, write the whole feature script, I wasn't sure how exactly it's going to come together. Uh, but uh, soon I realized that uh, in terms of the theme, the characters uh, had to go through uh, uh, the same arc. Um, and I was actually lucky enough that all three stories dealt with uh, the social issues. Um, so. Um, I guess it's a mix. It, or, uh, they came together organically, but also I had to, uh, uh, you know, put my uh, creative touch, um, so to speak, uh, to make sure that uh, all of them um, had the right to be in one film. Wonderful. All right. All right. So I'm going to head over to you here, my friend. Um, so you know your character, Roma very intimately um if he were here what would what would he want us to tell about your story 
So, um, I think, I don't know, I mean, Roma would probably take a deep breath like I do right now because, <laughs> because um, you know, he would probably say that I am very similar to him. You know, I, you know, the reason why I take a deep breath is because my heart is pumping because I'm very nervous. You know, I'm looking at you right now, you're looking at me and I kind of feel the tension of wanting to do good of wanting to live up to your expectation but in a way I want to live up to my own expectation so this high ideal that I have of myself you know um, is actually a discriminative heart towards myself and I think this is what Roma is struggling with the most because you know he comes from a family his background his father is a very powerful politician you know who wants him to succeed you know, who wants him to be the face of a nation. But then he has this internal struggle that he wants to be accepted. Roma wants to be accepted as he is. So I too, I struggle with that deeply, really deeply, you know. So, you know, you feel the emotions coming from me right now. And that's exactly what um, I want Roma to you know, to, to live, uh, you know, be it gay, be it, be it, he's an actor in New York like I am. I want him to be able to accept himself and to accept reality as it is. And I, I think that's what he's trying to do in this film. You know, so coming to terms with yourself and owning your own person, standing up to your own father, all of these issues are very important. And I think this is the change that we make within ourselves in order to change reality. Now, we can't change reality outside of ourselves. We can only change reality within ourselves. And I hope that people who will watch this film will be encouraged, you know, by seeing Roma going through the struggle and, and seeing him gearing up this courage to stand up, you know. And I think that's the most freeing part about this part. You know, and I hope that I, I will be able to speak to those people, um, you know, through Ramazan's story. And I, I, I feel his passion. You know, when he wrote the story, you know, I, he, I feel his passion right now. He's next to me and he's like, <laughs> you know, so I am so proud, uh, you know, just happy that, uh, you know, again, he chose me for this part, not because I'm a, I'm a good actor or because I have like expertise on LGBTQ rights. He chose me for this part because I have it in me. I, I am Roma in me. You know, and he felt that. He had a psychic sense to feel that, and that's why he chose me. And so I'm just thankful to be here with him and with Kat, with you guys. You guys are rocking it. <laughs> Let's do our best for a bright future. Yes. <laughs> well, yes, I know. We need some clapping up for that. I, this, woo! Yeah. So, what was it like? Um, acting in Russian um, and this is kind of like a multiple part question um, and um, what differences do you feel in acting in Russian as opposed to in English and how often do you get to do that <laughs> well <laughs> you know Russian is a very beautiful language and I, I'm, I'm it's my mother tongue so you know my first words in Russian you know I learned my first words like mama papa I love you God, all these things I learned first in Russian. So that's a deep connection, you know, and you can't deny it. And even if though I lived in Germany and I had to learn German, you know, and, and I came here and had to learn English, now I'm uh, embarking on a quest to learn Japanese. So still Russian is my mother tongue. So I am deeply connected to that, also on an emotional level. And um, yeah, it was very special for me. It was like a blessing, you know, to be able to speak you know my own language you know uh, in you know in front of the camera and i had all these beautiful russian actors coming from russia which was amazing you know so i kind of felt like ramazan and kad all these people brought russia over to new york city you know so i felt very blessed i felt very blessed and uh yeah i want to further my skill i want to i want to deepen my knowledge in the russian language because i think there's something i have to do with it how, how often do you get to do things in Russian? Well, I do. I do voiceovers sometimes. You know, I, uh, you know, I have a chance to also go out for. There's plenty of Russian roles these days in all these big shows. You know, uh, usually we're, you know, the guys with the guns and you know, 
the crooked guys. You know, I don't know quite exactly how I fit into it, but you know, you know, you know, that's the kind of preference that is existing right now in our uh, society, especially here. But yeah, I don't get to do it very often, so I really, uh, really appreciated the fact that I could, you know, um, explore that. You know, and I hope I did a good enough job that people can take me seriously. I'm sure you did. <laughs> All right. Um, so what about any behind the scenes stories that happen from any of you? Like anything crazy, terrifying, like, oh, my God, we're not going to make this movie. Or any, hilarious. Or hilarious or funny. When you're so um, first, thank you, Daniel, and um, and for our other two leads who unfortunately are not with us tonight because they are in remote places. Um, it's very interesting when you were talking before about your dedication and a very fun and funny thing that all three of our leads um, were extremely dedicated, and they tend to each one of them have their own special way of kind of getting in the zone. So fun, some fun stuff that we have in our behind the scenes world is that uh, Daniel is constantly like sort of pumping iron in some kind of regard. <laughs> and, um, and Pascal who plays Muna is a ballerina and she was constantly like on the floor and doing these like dance routines and stretching a hundred times a day. And, and, um, uh, Antonio Muzanzino, who plays uh, Manuel, similarly was constantly like by himself, like doing push-ups or like running or like doing something really crazy. They were all very physical and isolated. And so um, I don't know if it'll ever be released, but I have memes of all three of them doing <laughs> these things. <laughs> they yeah, they were playing they were athletes, athletes and they, they were very focused and... Uh, focused and doing these funny little bits but um i don't know ramazan do you have a, a good behind the scenes type story um i mean there there's so many <laughs> um, um well one uh challenging one i would say we were in brazil uh in in a favela uh shooting at night uh which was grueling and we had two two days to go of shooting and our sensor died. Uh, basically, you know, a, a very expensive camera, just like, I'm done, you know, you're on your own. I'm like, okay. So uh, we already crammed in so much um, coverage that we have to shoot during that day. Uh, since we're broke, we have to shoot everything and, you know, we don't have much time to be picky. So <clears throat> things were already bad. And now this camera is, you know, kind of checked out uh, when on vacation um, so we um, we had to stop the production for like three to four hours and we had to send someone to get a new camera so they came after you know another hour or two and special thanks to co-producer Eleni Porto for coming through with the new camera <laughs> indeed uh, so the camera came in we had to rebuild it um, uh, so uh, uh, the day, you know, the night hasn't really started for us yet, but it has. It, it was already very eventful. Um, it was one o'clock in the morning. <coughs> so we had to uh, really, you know, uh, put our efforts, uh, to, you know, all the hands on the deck and go to work uh, with much more enthusiasm and um, and energy. And we did, and we we plowed through it, and we we got everything in the can. I think. Wow. I and mean, I'm pretty sure half the cast and crew got a cold. <laughs> yeah, everybody was sleeping and on the floor somewhere and yeah, so that that was one of the one of the memories that. You got any any thoughts, Daniel? Well, I wish we had footage of one particular scene that we shot um in the Russian segment and it was quite interesting because we were shooting a car scene. And so this was a very tiny car and it was a it was a situation where the father is you know basically having a first fight with his son which is me in the back of this you know the car and the, the, there's a limo driver so basically we were cramped in this small car we were shooting the scene it was a rainy day in new york and ramazan was driving the car in bronx traffic directing us through the back mirror <laughs> while the other guy was like the, ashton was cramped with his 
bigger like this camera is big you know mm -hmm. so he was cramped in the front seat like facing us the back seat with this camera so the camera was in us ramazan was directing through the through the freaking window uh to the to the uh, through the mirror and and driving in this insane traffic do you remember that I do. and, and you're forgetting another person and there was another person in the freaking uh, trunk. The guy was in the trunk. The sound guy was in the trunk. That's right. Aww, I forgot about it. Poor sound For, guy. If he's watching, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so it was it was insane. Like it was dangerous to do that actually because you know New York traffic in the Bronx on a rainy day. I mean, again, you know, we didn't plan anything. So in a way, that was a crazy. Well, I planned that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All I all I want to know is what did the people think who were driving next to you? Like, because you're in like stop and go traffic, and you have people next to you, they probably think you guys are insane, which well, is probably not untrue. New York City, right? Yeah, they're like, oh, New York, somebody else is shooting. I'm sure they were entertained more than I'm sure than we were. How was directing while you were driving? Like, didn't you just want to watch the footage, the <laughs> monitor? Ramazan <laughs> likes to direct while I'm driving, too. But I'm pumped. It was very challenging. It was really hard um, because I, you know, he's saying that I had to, I had to direct through a uh, mirror, but most of the time I had to direct by ear because I had to. I have to look where I'm driving because it was really bad. It was raining. It was terrible traffic and uh, we're also getting lost somewhere in Bronx um, yeah so it, it was rough um, but we you know this is that is independent filmmaking you just you have to jump in uh, and uh, learn uh, how to swim on the go so that's what we did we just turned a bunch of people in uh, yeah the sound guy had fun he, he was okay yeah. he has a story for sure Yes, I'm, I'm sure that wasn't his first uh, experience in the trunk. <laughs> I hope for his sake it's his first experience. I know another sound guy for a project, and he was in the trunk too. So what? it might be it might be a thing <laughs> when you're filming in a car. <laughs> That's where they like go. There wish there should be a Facebook group for that. For, yeah, sound, <laughs> sound guys, guys who've been in the trunk. The trunk. <laughs> <laughs> should be a, another podcast. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> that they only record in the trunk. There, yeah, 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 perfect. I'm into it. <laughs> Junk in the trunk. <laughs> Literally. Junk in the trunk. Literally. Okay, so um, Kat, I have a question for you. Um, you pretty much dropped everything to be a part of this film. Why? <laughs> well, I mean, chronologically, I didn't. I, I dropped everything first. No, uh, no. I, I um, it, the universe just kind of opened itself up to me at a really cool time. Um, I was sort of transitioning through the many jobs that I often have, and uh, when Ramazan and I met, and he told me about the film, um, there was just too many clear calls to action that seemed it would be a complete waste if I didn't step in and and help out and at first I thought it would be sort of light touch and I would just introduce him to some people but um, me being me I, I couldn't help myself but to dive straight in and uh, as as the week started to go by and we would brainstorm about how to get this kind of off the ground and get ourselves shooting suddenly my apartment was turned into the regular meeting room uh, we would have uh, cast and crew come and and prepare for what was our first round of the shoot which was the Russian shoot and then slowly props started showing up and costumes started showing up and my entire house was taken over for a good like two weeks where you couldn't even walk in the living room because uh everything was running out of out of out of my house sound guys like sleeping in the corner <laughs> the sound guy was in the closet and uh <laughs> um and uh i don't know it just felt too right not to keep going um and i've always been passionately uh, involved in the arts in one form or another. It just, it was just time for me to to go for it, and so I did. But yes, I I definitely stopped my sort of day job in a way and um, <laughs> let my house get totally taken over and <laughs> um, invested 
like all of myself as much as I could, but that's how much I believe in this, which is why all of you need to go like Roads to Olympia on Facebook and then invite <laughs> all of your friends. It'll take you about 10 minutes, but click to the thousand friends of yours to pretty, pretty please like <laughs> us on Facebook because I've dedicated my whole life to this. <laughs> the sob story begins. <laughs> well, also, it, it's important, right? Social media is really important for a film to grow and to get attention and traction, especially when you're not a big budget film with tons and tons of advertising dollars. So, so you are actually helping us kind of almost donating money to us by talking about the film, sharing it with people, sharing tonight, sharing the likes video and everything like that. Yeah, this is a telethon for likes, a telethon for likes, and we really are trying to create a grassroots social movement around this, so that is... Thank you, Friends of Purpose. Help, help, help. <laughs> well, and um, our next question, because it's an impact film, what can, because it's not just about this film, it's about these issues and affecting the world in a positive way. So what can we all do? What can the audience on Facebook do after watching the film? Are there are some action steps that can be taken. Sure. Well, I believe uh, in order to uh, create... Uh, the positive change that we're so eager to you know, to to make, uh, we have to come together. Um, we have to uh, create communities uh, who who are eager, who are, who care about these issues. And Rose Olympia would not have been a possibility if there uh, weren't communities of filmmakers and activists coming together and you know pitching in and, and giving this everything they had or could give us uh, whether it's it's money time effort energy um, so um, I, I totally believe uh, in, uh, in in the power of, of many um, and we hope that after uh, the film where uh, we will have call to actions where people can go to uh, our website to our social media um, and everything is at Roads to Olympia, uh, whether it's uh, Roads to Olympia dot com or hashtag Roads to Olympia or at Roads to Olympia movie. Um, so I hope that uh, people go online, uh, log in, and check out what we've been working on and what we have been cooking. Um. Yes, and you can actually also still donate cash if you don't want to just give us some likes. Um, so there is a CrowdRise campaign that is still open, and we would love for people to give anything from 10 to 100 to maybe $10,000. I don't know. What do you got? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you can, you can definitely help us monetarily. You can help us by telling your friends about it and about all of these issues. I mean, there uh, are wonderful organizations that we... Uh, love and do everyday policy change work so whether it's athlete ally or um un women and he for she or human rights watch these are other organizations that on a daily basis are trying to enact change throughout the world and they are wonderful places that um you can learn more about such issues and if these are important issues to your heart you should definitely become educated first and foremost but most certainly you should do anything you can via raising awareness raising funds um you know sharing things on facebook so much of what the information that we get nowadays we don't actually just watch the news we utilize social media we go to twitter i mean if it wasn't for twitter donald trump would have no platform i think um <laughs> so we really need to to make sure that um you're expressing what is important to you and that's why we hope that this film will be one of those things that are important to you so again like us on facebook and tell all your friends to like us by clicking like uh, invite your friends and invite them all individually and then share if you see uh we do these really great huffington post articles uh, uh every couple of weeks and um when those go out, please share them on your page because that'll draw more attention to our page. Or if you know, you're know you gonna go back and watch this live stream right now, um, it'll be up for a while. You can go and actually invite friends to, to like this or share it on your page and then they can go like it. So that's helpful. You can put Facebook stuff on Twitter. It's magic. Um, <laughs> so, so definitely do those type of things. And again, CrowdRise, it's always helpful, so please give us cash if you got it. But, you know, Ramazan, before you were talking about, um, you know, the, the swell of people, 
cast and crew, um, we are over 200 people internationally. We have wonderful uh, team in Jordan that has helped us. We have a fantastic team in Brazil. We have a bunch of people here in New York, a bunch of people that were in Russia and um, that came to New York. And so we've been really lucky because there's so many amazing folks that are part of this and then there's so many amazing fans and friends that are a part of this because you're just as important um in in making this process happen so what about um especially with all the olympic athletes and people that there we kind of have these sports celebrities what about to them how could they help this film oh, most certainly yeah so there are some amazing people that are out there um and the way they can get involved is one, they can support us and like us on Facebook. Uh, two, you know, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for various athletes to join us when we go on our, um, on our film festival tour. And we plan to do a lot of campaigning for these social good issues during the release of our film and um, in various moments where we can potentially put pressure, be it on the IOC or FIFA or certain countries, we'll actually have screenings where we'll talk about these issues and um, and actually bring attention to the the policy changes that we'd like to have made so having some of those fabulous athletes out there um we tag you all the time so i hope you're watching (laughs) um but yeah that's one of the ways great yeah yeah good all right you guys let's talk to you yeah who has a question anybody have any questions for kat or ramazan or daniel anything that you're curious about yes come on Say it in the microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hi. Um, that's, my name is Oleg. I, I um, did a small part in the film. I was one of the cops in Moscow who broke into the apartment. You may see it. I don't know. But um, anyway, that's that's just a quick question to Ramazan. You said you were doing. You were an athlete when you were younger. What, what sport was that? Um, I was expecting a much more personal question from you. Uh, (laughs) So, I I have been an athlete since uh, I was a a kid, uh, 12 years old, 13 years old. Um, I I played uh, American football, I I ran track, and I wrestled. Um, And then in my college years, I I wrestled, and I was a decathlete. Um, And... uh, in a, on, on a junior uh, junior college level, I was an All American. Wow! Yeah, that's nice. Anyone else have any questions for the team? Anything you're dying to know about the film? Yeah, here you can use this one. Okay, so I know about the social importance of this movie. It's amazing, and it's hopefully gonna make a change and everything. But it's still a movie, so I expect it to be entertaining. Because you go to the movies to be entertained and sometimes just to, the, the, you know, to forget about the real crap that's going on. So sometimes, you know, what you're going to watch and it's going to be important. But what about the entertaining part? Like, is there some movie that you want to watch again and again? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> the thing about what I believe, film, the f- first things first, film needs to be, it, it's a form of entertainment. So it needs to be journey. It needs to be a roller coaster. That's exactly what I wanted to make. It's not, uh, of course, you know, major major part of this film is it, the social the social aspect of it. But um, at the end of the day, it is a film, and a film needs to entertain people. Um, and there's, the, I mean, you have to watch the film uh, <laughs> to 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 believe me. But uh, there's a lot of drama in the film where in Russia uh, you know there's a character of Roma who is who is forced to live a double life in order to make it to Olympic Games undetected uh, and keep all of his sponsors which which is really uh, the Federation Russian Federation that's the sponsor uh, while his father is a politician and is the biggest supporter of the anti-gay law Uh, Mm, Uh, built-in drama (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, in, in Saudi Arabia, uh, there's a girl um, 
who is already part of uh, an underground club uh, playing soccer and without her parents knowing about it. Uh, so she has to kind of you know dodge uh, potholes here and there uh, to to not get in into uh, hot waters. Uh, and in uh, uh, Brazil, uh, there's a, a wrestler who is trying to to do the right thing and uh, make it to the Olympic Games and get his mother out of poverty. But he also has a criminal past that uh, is really catching up to him um, quickly. So all three athletes are um, going through a roller coasters, a roller coaster life uh, themselves, and I think it, it will be very entertaining to see where they end up. Anyone else have a question? Yes. Hello, my name is Nafis Kareem. Uh, I kind of have a two-part question, and it's for each one of you guys. Uh, was there anything new that you discovered about yourself from being a part of this project? It's part one. And part two, was there anything new that you learned about these issues from being a part of this project? Well, <clears throat> that's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> because... <laughs> well, the thing is that um, I discovered actually that I owe I owe it to the gay community to be part of this film, and in a way, I started my previous, uh, you know, uh, answer um, to my previous question by saying discriminative, right? And I realized that you know I'm actually myself. I have discrimination towards anything that's different outside of me you know so I realized that you know the reason why I want to do this film is precisely because I have this feeling inside of me of being discriminative towards you know people that are different so that was a big realization for me because that made me actually embrace it really embrace it and be like oh god I have responsibility here it's not just about me it's about these people so and also it brought me in touch with my friends much closer you know I have many gay friends who struggle with these issues and uh, their stories are uh, on a smaller scale. You know, they talk about their lives individually. So just learning from them, you know, like, you know, you're an actor. You know how to do your, you know, when you do your research, you know, you question these, you know, make a lot of questions. You see how people are answering. So, man, that was a journey because I started to really, you know, empathize with them and to really, like, put myself in these, uh, in their shoes, so to speak. That was amazing. Um... What was the part, the second part of the question? Is there anything new that you learned about these issues from shooting? From these issues? Issue? Well, you know, I learned that, you know, in general, these issues are all connecting to, uh, to human dignity, right? So, and I learned that, you know, no matter what it is, man, you can't violate human dignity. And I believe that all of us inside of us have an innate sense that knows exactly when human dignity is violated. I mean, we feel it when a terrorist attack happens or everybody joins in on Facebook and like, you know, tries to support. That's the sense we have, you know. So in a way, I, I really, you know, I thought to myself like, man, I there's no separation between me and these issues, basically. You know, if people overseas are not happy, I can't be happy. I can't pretend that this is a harmonious world. You know, so I really have to take responsibility for anything that has, that has a certain sense of, uh, you know, um, discrimination, you know, uh, distinction or any of that sort, you know. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, to answer your first question, um, when I started this film, um, I, I started as a filmmaker. I, I wanted to, do, to tell a story uh, that hopefully uh, inspires uh, masses to, to, do, to do what is right. Um, and then I, I, I never thought that we were able to actually utilize the film uh, um, and affect policy directly. Then I met Catherine, who uh, is... Um, fully involved in the impact world and you know social good organizations and NGOs who actually are, are on the ground and creating uh, that change um, and it blew my mind that we're able to uh, utilize the film as a vehicle as a um, you know as a tool 
to uh, to help these organizations uh, to promote the, the the so much needed uh, change in the world. Uh, and 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 two is is that I um, you know uh, in the in the progress of making this film uh, m more and more with many more facts learned and many more people uh, met. Um, I have realized how important this film is, and that people are being um, mistreated, people are, are being uh, uh, treated differently than many others, and uh, a lot of people are also repressed. Um, so uh, with each day, uh, I, I have realized that we, we're not just making a film. Uh, I truly believe that we are actually creating uh, something that can be used to make this world a better place. Okay, um, so ooh. Uh, what I learned about myself is just maybe a reinforcement of something I already knew, which is a twofold thing. One, I truly believe that work should be fun. So even if, um, and, and I think I generally have fun at all my jobs, but, um, <laughs> but, but doing this is a blast even when I'm exhausted and want to kill Ramazan and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm actually having a great time. Um, so, so that was something for me. And then, um, uh, wait, what is the second part again? I don't know how I just, I want to. What did you learn about the issues? Oh, the issues. Well, so, gosh, in, as Ramazan just stated, like, this is something in a lot of these issues I've kind of worked uh, on a couple of campaigns and platforms prior. Um, but what I did learn about these issues is that they're vast and all of them, especially around women's rights. Um, uh, it's really interesting as we've been doing some of our internal campaign ideas amongst our team. I mean, gosh, I am a woman and yet there are so many issues throughout the world that affect women that even I, because I am American and I am a white person and um, I am from a, an sort of upper middle class uh, experience, um, I am really still out of the loop. And it's so hard to address all of the issues, but, um, but knowing that there's not, there's no shortage of issues within each of our issues, right? So what I've learned is that it's really difficult to um, get the messaging out properly because sometimes you have to focus very specifically on one niche of the topic in order to have real impact. And that's really hard because when you have like a bleeding heart and you just want kumbaya in the world, how do you do that? when you know there's so many things we could be talking about so that was that's I think been the most eye-opening part and it's funny because again I've been doing this for many many years but at the same time um, I don't know it's we're a lot more scrappy with it so it's really my our team is incredible because they've been doing tons of research and trying to wrestle with how do we how do we tell these stories properly so that's that's what I would say and yet still have so much fun. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Do we have any more questions? One more? All right. You're going to have to. Our court is not long enough. You're going to have to come closer, friend. Uh, my name is Andre. Uh, I have a... Yeah. So my question is, um, did you, like, in this movie, are you showing the solution how to solve those problems? Or are you just showing the problem? <clears throat> um, I think it's a... Uh, you, you really have to have the boss to say, I have a solution to <laughs> problems that have existed forever. Um, I, I think uh, in terms of the film, um, it, it's just I am showing human stories. That was the most important thing for me. I wanted to show reality. I wanted to show. Uh, I wanted to tackle these stories in a way that that haven't been uh, tackled before and shown before. Um, so I wanted a fresh take on on, on these issues, um, with hope that uh, people are able to empathize and see see themselves in in those shoes. In 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 a in a, uh, a gay a gay athlete in Russia, 
in uh, in a woman in Saudi Arabia that wants to to do something that she's not allowed, uh, and then uh, in in Brazil in the wrestler uh, where you want to do something but you just don't have the opportunity to, to to do it. I think each and every one of us can relate to those things. I think those issues are universal; uh, they don't just pertain to uh, individuals. Um, so that was an important thing for me in terms of the film and in terms of. Um, Calls to action. Call action. Um, uh, we hope that. Um, Can I answer that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so right. So this Ramazan's correct. The story is telling you telling you what the issues are, and then the reason you have to go like us on Facebook and follow Roads <laughs> to Olympia is because throughout the next two years we will be giving you guys proper calls to action on ways that you can make a difference and ways that we can help to solve some of these issues. So there is going to be very clear points of action that we will give you on how to make a difference and how to make change. Um, and again, it will be through sometimes other vehicles. So uh, we're going to have an article that's going to come out next week in our Huffington Post blog. And we're actually going to be talking about an organization in Brazil that does things that really make a change. And they provide um, soccer pitches inside of the flavelas and give the kids an opportunity to play where they would not be able to otherwise and Ramazan and I were really lucky to go visit one of these soccer fields and it's like in a cage and it's whole to do and there's I mean it's really extreme poverty right I mean some of them don't even have proper running water but they're given this opportunity to play and um, Aaron what what is what is um, Jessica's organization called Street Child United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, safe space pitch. Right. So, so one of the things that people could do very directly is, um, you know, donate to Street Child United or like them on Facebook. And again, there'll be an awesome article that's coming out next week. Compliments of Aaron Weiss. And uh, and so, you know, from things like that, which we will be giving you every couple of weeks. Um, you can really get involved and help real people because, of course, Roma is, is a beautiful character, but he is a character. And you want to know how to help real people, and we will be telling you how to do that as well. So like Roads to Olympia on Facebook. Invite your friends to like it because if you're following us and you like us, then you will get this information real time. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, last question. When and where we can watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's doing promotion for them. Great work. Good question. It's a, it's a really really good question. Uh, we're really hard at work uh, in terms of putting this film together uh, because of the shortage of uh, resources, but not shortage shortage of enthusiasm or talent. Or talent. Um, <laughs> we're we're taking the time to to, to do it right, uh, and we hope. Um, we have a, a lot of a lot of great people coming together. We we just uh, uh, in uh, our team was joined by a post production house in Boston, who are coming on board and, and and trying to to make this film a reality. And uh, yeah, we're going to be editing for the next several months. So hopefully, in about three to four months, the film should be complete, and we're going to be submitting it to, to to major festivals around the world. Uh, and within the three to four uh, month period, we will know where the film is going to be premiering. 2017. Early 2017 would be my best guess. <laughs> uh, one more question. So usually when the movie comes out, uh, like I know like big companies, they're making like first show. Are you doing like first show for like close friends just to show him them the movie and like to uh, hear their opinion like what they see what <laughs> I love how he wants he wants a screening he yeah. wants to know when your screening's happening <clears throat> so one day I'm gonna invite you only you to my house <laughs> everyone heard that so you have to stay true to it uh, we will have a test screening uh, for cast and crew uh, and we're going to invite uh, our closest friends and family as well to to see our first uh, film 
the f- uh, first version of the film and just see if it actually works you know <laughs> uh, yeah. so um, that will you know will be uh, uh, keeping people posted about about the test uh, test screening for sure awesome well I think we're ready to wrap up huh? yeah Oh, no. no, no more? I think he's good. Three's the limit. That's all we can do. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> well, we just want to take a moment and thank all of you guys for coming out on your Tuesday night in New York and hanging out in the little chilly fall weather. And thank you, everybody on Facebook. Thank you for liking and sharing. Thank all of you for liking and sharing. <laughs> Yeah, and we wanted to thank you guys that are all here tonight, our Roast Olympia team, and whoever isn't here, they're here in spirit. Um, I also wanted to thank the Village Winery Club and um, Matt Galdisano. Thank you so much. Cheers. We appreciate for pro- yes for providing us with delicious wine for the evening. All the causes. I love it. <laughs> I love wine it. All the time. Wine, wine all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> Is that your slogan? Wine all the time. Yeah, uh, I like it. I like it. it. Uh, Leslie and I also want to thank um, Nothing Shines Like Dirt production team, which is our husbands. And yes. we have Brandon on sound and video back here. So Woo! please give him. Yeah. He's a rock star. <laughs> Doing sound and uh, camera work, and then my husband Kevin Bouchon as well for for providing this lovely jungle that the has jungle been a part yes. of me all night. Yes, <laughs> we are. I am. I am becoming a plant at the this plant. point. <laughs> all right, thank you guys so much. We're also going to have this um, available on Nothing Shines Like Dirt. We're going to um, upload the live recording. So if you guys want to join us on SoundCloud or on um, iTunes and listen to the podcast, also um, make sure that you like. I don't know if you guys have heard this yet. But um, we would like for you to like Roads to Olympia. <laughs> and and also, if we would appreciate it if you would like Nothing Shines Like Dirt, our podcast that is hosting this tonight. Um, and make sure to share with give all us, that give you Give us know. a little love, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, we like love also. So thank you guys so much for yeah, being here. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Facebook. Thank you, everybody out there thank for watching. And have Yay. a good night. Hey, podcast listeners. This is Kat here from Roads to Olympia. Thanks again for liking us on Facebook. And most importantly, thanks for inviting your friends to like us. Here's how you can do it. If you go to Roads to Olympia's Facebook page, you scroll down past the videos, and you'll see an area where there are a bunch of friends that are also liking us. Click on any of the friends' names, and it will open up to a page that says Share with Friends. If you click on share with friends, then you can take a couple minutes because I know you're all so popular and invite all 1,000 of your friends or 500 of your friends. Just click away. It'll take a couple minutes, but it's really, really worth it for us because for every like we get, um, it brings us closer to telling this story around the world. Thanks so much.